Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. So someone knew he was uh, the Phoenix Five in the Variety comments. Yeah, I was reading through the comments because sometimes they can be mean, you know. I do them right um, now. But there's only like a few mean ones. And then I saw like Dan had all these really good ones where they knew who he was. They're like, that Namor, oh my God, that's the MCU Namor we all like deserve. Who's, what's his Instagram handle? <laughs> they were going off. I'm reading them right now. It's really exciting. I know. I didn't know if you knew. I was. I didn't, I didn't want to. Really I didn't want to put your handle out there. Like that's your info. Honestly, put it out there. I'm trying to get up. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can. Comments. I'll tag you. I'll tag you. I'll be <laughs> like, yeah. Now more cosplay on IG. Check them well, out. I saw it when like it, it came up as my suggested videos, and it like took me a second. I was like, bitch, that is Michelle right there, <laughs> <laughs> and you look fucking fabulous i feel like everyone saw this emma cosplay except for me i did not see it irl oh, oh that's already changed before oh uh, i know i'm sorry it's okay <laughs> i had to change though because like it was just the train was in the way with as many people that were around and then i just needed to be justin's handler that day like he was trying to get some stuff done and i couldn't i couldn't like hold everything with my costume wait justin were you shang chi that day yeah i was yeah yeah you look you look great too michelle posted that photo did i see you as shang chi later maybe i did uh, yeah no you were you were Shang. he was dressed up longer than me so. i feel like there we, when we met up with your brother and no mm, yeah. no i was with miss lenore zan <laughs> which hello there People at home, welcome to our San Diego Comic-Con discussion. Also, and Judgment Day issue one. <laughs> and on the podcast today, we have the ever-beautiful Starlight. Oh! Oh, <laughs> no, bitch! See what I did there. No. 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 I did get Starlight, I think, only twice at san diego so i feel like that's okay somebody called me something else too i can't remember what it was but for the most part people knew i was emma they just didn't know what version yeah i feel like it's pretty obvious like even if you don't know that emma wore that to the hellfire gala they would be like yeah she's emma frost because of the bob and like your overall demeanor yeah yeah i feel that's fair yeah and then i was accompanied by uh two very handsome gentlemen i had Justin as Shang-Chi. And then I had uh, Namor cosplay as Phoenix Whoops. Five Namor. And we all coordinated our looks. We all had gold accents. It was great. Yeah. You guys looked beautiful. I was jealous. I missed you guys that day. Well, Phoenix Five Namor is my favorite. The Hellfire Gala Emma, I think, is epic. And any excuse to see Justin. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm I sorry. Know, same, same, same. <laughs> like same. <laughs> Those two but, 
This might be making another appearance soon, too. Wait, who's making another appearance? Phoenix Five and Hellfire. Oh, oh, oh yes, Maybe. yes, yes. We're toying with the team up idea. Yes, I don't know. TV? I'm here for it. I'm, I mean, I'm we here had for to, it. we had to do his one true love, um, Lady Dorma. Yeah, Lady Dorma first, it's which was done by Dark Matter Cosplay, who looked fabulous. Like, I'm obsessed with her. Beautiful. It just Beautiful. blew up. It was so good. She looked so good. So many good compliments to her. She looked fantastic. Yeah. I was just excited. Do the first love first. Yeah. Honestly. And then we're gonna get some Emma. Yeah. Emma <laughs> we have some good pictures too for like inspo. Oh yeah. I would say that San Diego was definitely very inspiring and it got those like creative juices flowing. I also met a banshee. <gasps> Oh, wait, I no, I think I saw him. I think he came to Lenore's table. Probably. He probably did. He probably did. Um, I met him at what, Special Edition? I think it was Special, I think it was special edition. edition. He was also Banshee, and he had a Wolfsbane with him who looked amazing. And I was a Gen X husk. And I was like, oh, my God, Banshee, I got to get a picture with you. I, I love this cosplay. And he was so nice. And... um he saw me again and he's like oh my gosh michelle like you look so good and i'm like oh my god daddy banshee like i need a photo and then i didn't get any pictures with him but somebody took pictures on his phone and then sent them to me okay i don't know if it's the same person i'm doing a quick twitter search i can't find it but there was a banshee cosplayer who came up to lenore and asked her to sign the san diego comic-con program which i didn't know if you're doing autographs you have to sign that for free but i literally looked at lenore and she's here like it's 30 dollars. and i look at him i'm like it's 30 dollars and he went and he tattletailed on us that we were trying to charge $30 for signing the program. Oh and someone God. from San Diego Comic-Con had to come up to us and reprimand us. Wow. <gasps> oh, my God. I totally... I, that was my bad. I meant to tell you guys that. And I... You knew that? It, I did you knew know that? that. I did. Oh, I did not know that. I, I read it in the rules. But, wait, so that's the what rule? she said, that, like the police woman from San Diego... Comic-Con was like, it's in the rules, in the contract you signed. I'm like, bitch, I didn't see anything. It's okay. So I think it's also on the website. Yeah, I don't read anything. Yeah, I don't read like, any contracts. If you contracts. go to the autograph yeah. section, it says like, it says the cost of everybody's and like the times. And there is a disclaimer that says, if anybody brings you the San Diego program, it is to be signed for free. Look, that's beautiful. I love that. I just didn't know. You I, know what I mean? <laughs> no i think it was somewhat different I, it, this wasn't an elaborate banshee costume that i'm thinking okay of. okay dang 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 but yes oh. we are back from comic-con and how was everyone's comic-con <laughs> should we go around and just talk about our comic-con experience yeah, i'll let the boys talk first because i i will talk a lot well it was fun i uh i stayed with this hoe uh, <laughs> this hoping me yes yeah. remember it was the, the first day of the con and I'm, I'm in the gym downstairs and i just say someone tapped my shoulder and i was like it's like oh my god are you name more cosplay and was it? it was <laughs> me it's like, legit. Yeah. i woke up and i went down to the gym which the gym in our hotel was really nice oh. and yeah. Instead of being a normal human being, being like, hey, what's up, Dan? Like, good morning. I was like, are you Namor cosplay? 
<laughs> I'm like, is that Nemo cosplaying like trolling you the entire time? Then the rest was was pretty good. His brother was like my handler, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Ryan. Nightfall, Ryan Bye, Nightfall. Bye, yeah, Ryan. Who loved it, by the way? He had so much fun. He really loved like seeing all three of you. Oh my god! Cakes. It was a lot of fun. I loved him too. Um, I did Phoenix Five on Saturday. Uh, no, Phoenix Five on Friday. Friday. Right. Yeah. Saturday. What did, oh, yeah. Saturday I did MCU Namor, and then Sunday I just got a few things that left. Um, but uh, overall, it was pretty good. Um, there could have been more cosplayers. It did feel kind of weird that there wasn't many. But I will say Friday was really fun because everyone's at the Marvel meetup and it's just like every cosplayer is there. We're just kind of having fun, meeting people and just saying hey to everyone. So that was really fun. And I mean, uh, Michelle got some great stuff with Emma and Namor. And um, it was just cool to be part of a Marvel meetup. I haven't done that as Namor yet. Um, so that was cool. And then um, Saturday was a good day um, because the first thing I did, I was wearing MCU Namor and I was looking for... I saw Andy Park was there at the Marvel meetup. So I was like, I wonder if he did the concept art for this this look. And so I went to go find his uh, booth, um, and I did. And I was stopped by someone, and he was like, "Hey, like my friend designed that look." And I was like, "No way!" And uh, so it was, it was pretty cool. So he was like, took a picture of me and like sent it to the guy, and we were kind of talking about the movie and like Namor coming to the MCU, and he showed me like a behind the scenes photo of like him in the suit with like a blue screen behind him. And, Sort of the collar, which is super complex, and super excited for it to make it. But uh, it was really cool. So it was cool to just kind of be recognized by one of the people who kind of knew the guy um, who made the suit. And um, later, um, the guy who actually drew it followed me on uh, Twitter. So um, so it was pretty cool. And he's he's like very surprised that someone got it out so fast. Um, because you've been planning this for weeks and you yeah. super cosplay crunched the shit out of that look. I was that that black thumbnail Panther. dropped. Thumbnail dropped. <laughs> I did even quicker because it was for the, the Black Panther shoot. I did like two weeks prior. So it was even less time. So now I got to make it a version two when to get more photos. Um, then did some panels. I saw uh, these two kill it. Yes, we did kill it. I mean, I've gotten so many great DMs about. I mean, literally, we 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 are an all star team. I was recording like I want to like little like you know, you guys they post on my story, and I got it when you two were hugging, and I was like, this is perfect timing. I feel like we <laughs> hugged so many times <laughs> because we were like, like, I just felt all this joy. I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god. Well, I felt like we like kind of like predicted certain things and like I would like lean into you and be like, see, 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 told you we were going to get that question. It's happening. No, it was a great panel, but uh, Namor Cosplay, you are selling yourself short because my favorite memories of the con do revolve around you because when you put on that green Speedo that first day. I feel like everyone was just stopping and looking at you and they were just going insane because you look like such an Adonis <laughs> as, as as Neymar. And I was negotiating this house contract <laughs> while we're walking <laughs> on the cop floor. <laughs> and they walked like two steps and they're like, I gotta take a call. Two steps, I gotta take a call. <laughs> 
but like I could see like everyone just turning around and looking at you and really? people like saying, stop, stop, stop. And, like, let me take your photo. You yeah. looked absolutely great. And then Saturday after after the trailer for Wakanda had dropped, Wakanda Forever dropped, I got home and you were already in bed and you were like, have you seen it? Have you seen it yet? And I got to see the trailer for the first time with you and you were so excited. We're missing a step though is um, um, after all the panels on Saturday, because I did a few, um, me and Ryan went and I also met up with Terrence who does Black Panther. Um, and then later I we waited outside Hall H because we didn't get in because I wasn't waiting two days for that. Um, and when we first were like, we're like on our phones, we're just like updating like for Twitter, just like, looking for all the announcements and stuff. And there's like all announcing all these big things like Kang Dynasty and like Secret Wars. Like, I don't care. Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> like this i don't care about this like just see the trailer like um and because my plan was like okay so i'm in the mcu suit and people are gonna walk out after seeing the trailer <laughs> it's already done and i got a few people being like were they like what the fuck did marvel studios there hire a you few people yeah. who were like we just saw that i was like yeah <laughs> you're like that's right bitch I, I got like, oh, I went man. I was on Reddit three months ago and I got this blurred image and I crafted an entire <laughs> cosplay around this blurred image. Listen, cosplayers do not mess around, okay? Like we go off action figures, promo images, leaked like photos, everything. So yeah, it's like it, it's a little bit different when they show the trailer. There's a few differences. I think they got rid of all the leather. Um, so it's just straight gold now. Um but you know he's not wearing much, so it's not like it's gonna take me a while to redo it. <laughs> but it was cool. So it was cool to see that. And then I did get back because I was exhausted. And Paul was coming out. I was like, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this. It was really cool. So I watched it like on repeat, and I'm still watching it. Like it was no, and, and I'm not great. It's probably one of the best. I mean, I what everyone thinks. I think it's probably one of the best MCU trailers we've seen objectively i mean it really is it's truly truly good yeah. it was simple it didn't reveal much but it showed everything you needed yeah i'm tired of trailers revealing everything yeah. it was i'm gonna good. avoid the tv spots avoid oh. tv spots okay i need the angles <laughs> um but the real star of comic-con justin how was how comic-con for you no. yeah oh my gosh no. babe you had such a good time no, it was fun it was exhausting to say the least uh, we went to preview night and that was that was cool we went too hard we went a little too hard night. preview night we tried to see everything preview night so we were all over the place in like three hours and we oh still didn't God. see everything and thursday we tried to catch up on everything else that we missed and we just <laughs> wore ourselves out we were just did like, you guys get that exclusive finally the mattel exclusive oh yeah I did she's right there all right who was it again what was her name um it's Frankie Stein is voltageous. Oh, it's her superhero alter ego. She looked beautiful. I'm glad you got her. I was like, the was it preview night where we got there and they're like, sorry, the lines closed, and you're like, oh, we'll come tomorrow. I was like, oh god, she's gonna be gone tomorrow (laughs) because she was a beautiful. She was beautiful. Well, they allot so many things per day. Gotcha. But preview night, Justin scored some really good. Yeah, I got some cool like pop Asia. Oh, they're right here. They're on the floor. floor. Yeah. There was a was a dancing lion. Got a dancing lion. Got like a three beasts one, like a dragon, guardian lion, and like a water dragon. And then we got like a little what corgi acrobat or something. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was like, I want if we're standing in line, we're getting something. I'm getting that dog one. 
It's so cute. That sounds adorable. It wasn't that long, but it was a little crazy. Like they were capping it, and I was like, I'm small. I'm small. I could be right here. And like I, I fit right there. And they were like, I was like, mm, maybe just wait a minute. I'm like, please, please just <laughs> me. Or if you were Emma, if you were cosplaying, I'm like, you'd be like, Dolly, no. I'd be like, bitch, I'm in line. <laughs> Straight to the front. I'm oh, going yeah. to the front of the line. And I'll be like, okay, my under boob. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and then Friday was, what was Friday that we dressed up? Yeah, Justin got to meet so many oh, yeah. creators, though. So like, cool. he took so many photos. I got five. Justin had all these selfies. Oh, yeah, I was going around and just, like, introducing yeah. myself to, like, all the, the Asian creators. I ended up chatting with Andy Park for a good, like, five minutes. Got, like, Ron Lamb. I got, oh, um... at, the me- at the Marvel meetup. So oh, Justin yeah. got to talk to Andy Park and Ron Lamb because they showed up to right. take like a big group selfie but i was on the edge so i'm like oh i'm not even gonna be in this picture i'm just gonna like leave not leave leave but just like go down the stairs and then justin stayed and like got was talking to yeah them. i just walked up to him and I'm like hey i'm doing a panel and i just started chatting with him <laughs> then got a <laughs> selfie and then i went down to andy's booth later and it was there was like two people there so i just waited and then i chatted with him for a good like five ten minutes yeah. and he's like yeah here's my info contact me we'll work on something i uh, like andy park aka marvel studios director of visual development for black widow shang chi thor the marvels ant-man and wasp guardians of the galaxy volume three and wandavision fuck yeah. you you're such a boss man <laughs> <laughs> and then i met up with, with jim chung we met, oh my, talked to i him. love jim chung he's so cute he's, uh, i do i love his art like so much you, so you're gonna do the iron fist next and i was like yeah it's it's on my list <laughs> it is now <laughs> well no i had it saved in my phone for a little yeah. while ago it's kind of a future plan but now he's committed we've already bought committed. material yeah i mean i feel like jim chung i mean he gave us the young avengers and then the final chapter which was children's crusade which is what i think the next wanda story will be in the mcu which is they go in search of her but um that's incredible man i'm so jealous he was the other one he did wait who else bernard chong Mm. he does the monkey prince for dc oh yeah and he's like dude you gotta do monkey prince now oh my god they're like like, bfs yeah okay yeah and then he messaged or i messaged him like before the con i was trying to get him on the panel but it probably went to requests so like a few days ago he finally got back to me he's like oh hey man it was great me sorry it got buried in my inbox <laughs> he was like can't wait to see you guys at the next con i hate the those fucking filters on instagram like yeah like take I those off and i love them though <laughs> well that's right that's fair i i'm sure as cosplayers you guys get obscene messages well or weird ones yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just send on the energy to talk to everyone yeah. yeah, it's hard. I can't keep up with DMs anymore. I wish I could, but uh, there just come like, a point. Double tap, I get overwhelmed and just move. Yeah, I'm like, great. it's nothing personal. I just like, I'm like, oh my god, there's so many messages. I just like, oh yeah, thank you, thank you. Like, I know. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, I leave you on red, and it's not because I don't appreciate it. It's because I literally don't have the bandwidth, or I get distracted. Well, people are distracted. If anyone says otherwise, like my 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 thing has always been, I can either you know just move on, or I'm like this the entire day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. And like, you have to be present IRL. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's why I never take any pictures like, at these things because 
you're I'm really a very good at like that. in the moment girl. So I'm all, did anybody get pictures of anything? Cause I have nothing. <laughs> That's true. I have to tell you, I love that. I don't think I saw you with your camera out at all this entire yeah. time, like the entire time we were yeah. together. Well, first of all, I don't have pockets on my, yeah, on we my don't have <laughs> <laughs> and if Justin's not around, cause sometimes Justin gets pulled for stuff too. Um, and I don't have access to my phone. So people will be like, Hey, let's meet up or Hey, like, where are you at? And I see these messages like hours later and I feel so bad. So I'm just like, I try to give people like a general schedule. Like I will be at these panels. I'm always at the Marvel meetup. Like that's probably the best place to find me. Even if photographers are like pulling me in different directions. Um, but yeah, like I try to like have a little bit of time for people and then like all the after parties, it was oh, yeah, the after parties. So, so Friday was way intense. Like <laughs> after that long day on the floor, yeah, it got crazy. Yeah, after. so we cosplayed. Friday was like the Marvel meetup for the cosplay. Did the Emma Frost? Like everybody loved it. Like and then we went. We hit the con floor to meet some people and try and get some swag. And then I had an hot topic hot event. topic event yeah like they were like doing a hot topic fanatic mixer and while we were there i had to do a scavenger hunt and do like a certain amount of posts oh my god that sounds exhausting it was it was but they did give us free drinks and food oh good like swag like we got some free swag let's get the hot topic swag to a concert as well oh, um, those luck powers <laughs> and then and then Justin, like, oh, while, yeah. while uh, I'm in line to do something, Justin got a, a message. I got a text message from the, the show writer for American Born Chinese. Yes. And he's like, hey, I'm in San Diego at this mixer. You want to come by? Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I messaged him back and he's like, yeah, just fill out this form. So I filled it out. I didn't get any response. So I messaged him back. I'm like, oh, I filled it out. Um, was it an NDA? No, it was just like an invite. It's yeah. like, oh, I got you. Get on the list. Yeah, to get on the oh. list to get in. Yeah, because it's private. Right. Like, yeah. So I told him I didn't get a response. So he's like, he told the creator of the graphic novel, Gene Yang. Mm-hmm. And Gene's like, oh, I just sent your name to uh, Disney. Here's my cell phone. If they have any problems, just give me a call. So we left, we rushed out of that. Yeah, hot I finished topic. that hot topics. I mean, I did a good job. I did my posts. I met some people. Like I, I did my thing. And then I'm like, let's get to that party. Yeah. So we go there. As soon as we walk in, <laughs> I just give them my name. They hand us these like super fancy cocktails. They're like matcha, like it vodka. Like matcha coconut <sighs> lime. They were so good. Oh, that so sounds good. divine. And then I want a matcha around, lime like, cocktail with vodka. It was <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Oh my God. And then they had like a dancing lions <gasps> act. That was crazy. They came out like right when we got there. So we got our drinks and we we're drinking. And then all of a sudden these lions come out. And I'm like, I was yes. like, this have you ever is so seen cool. like a Chinese lion performance? It's pretty yes. crazy. It's really no, cool. I've never have, and that sounds absolutely I mean, epic it was as well. So fuck. loud, yeah, but it's it was, so cool. And then they were just handing out. They were walking around with platters of like, like appetizers. Appetizers oh that were so good. They were like, delicious. Like, fried rice, like shrimp fried rice, egg rolls, and, and like little like, boxes yeah. and like little like boats too. Oh my god, they yeah. were they would look beautiful. I'm starving right now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I had I had to leave. Like okay, but before I left like daniel wu was there and i was like oh my god like 
fine AF, like looking like a snack. And I'm all, I, I have to go. Like, I'm so sorry, Justin. I told Kelvin, like, thank you for the invitation. I left. And then I said bye to the author. Gene, Gene was down signing books. So I said bye to him. And he's like, oh my gosh, have a book. Like, let me sign one for you and Justin. So I, I got that and then went to our party. Yes, our party. I yeah, sh- but after you left. <laughs> after she left i ended up getting to meet daniel Wu and yeah. talking to him for like five minutes and we got a selfie yeah damn and so gene jealous. introduced me to the vp of disney plus yeah justin was like making all these friends <laughs> yeah justin party. thank you for the hookup <laughs> <laughs> for future reference like we need a party oh, so okay. i got a picture with her and gene and then and then i was like okay i really gotta go my wife's hosting another party i got to go meet up with them thanks yeah. for the invite and everything and then uh yeah and then we ended up at your place at the what whiskey girl we went to whiskey, whiskey girl. girl whiskey girl for miss lenore zan yeah, epic so... after party that made the new york post yes made the <laughs> yes. new york post we had all-star celebrities there we had miss lenore zan yeah dan beesenmeyer we had bo de mayo thank you i'm like Yes. Castro Reno was there. And we had Marshall Club. Marshall, Marshall Club for a little bit. Yeah. We had Peter and Wynn. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. Donagilo. Yeah. We had Blainer Things. Blainer Things. We had just taken. We had Mr. Cast. Kyle Thomas. Oh, Kyle Thomas was manifesting <laughs> all this, like, all this positivity for us. We had Champagne delivered I, I know champagne i like to call it yeah. champagne <laughs> champagne <laughs> by mini made it yeah from mini made, you, made it, it. Oh. thank you so much pedro we Nan also was there now more cosplay oh my gosh nerd also- alert no. oh my god jason jason oh. it was fun we also had some of the other X-Men 97 people there, maybe some other voice actors that we just cannot say. Oh, we did? There yeah. Was, there was somebody with a dog, and I was like, dang, that's like big D energy. Right? Yeah, that's BD energy. I think they worked at, at Marvel Animation. Yeah, it really, I was, I, I'm always prepared that throwing events and stuff like that, no one's going to show up. Like every time... I throw a dinner party or I'm about to go on stage for an auction. I'm like, there's going to be like two people there. I was, yeah, it was very nice. For the panel, they came through for the pre party. And then, oh my God. And we were so nervous about the panel. And then our dinner, too. Oh, I know. Amazing dinner, like that uh, Dan V put together for everybody. Like, that was so much fun. And we had fireworks for the family. (laughs) I know. That's my favorite part. (laughs) Well, and we we wanted to go to the X Reads party afterwards, but it was like it was such a perfect way of ending the night with yeah. the fireworks. And you guys had a long day ahead of you. We had to catch a flight. We had to leave at like four in the morning. Oh, I mean, X Reads party looked lit AF though. Like yeah. I'm really sad that same. I missed it. But like for me, like I was like, okay, let's not overstay our welcome in San Diego. Like that was like you looking at the fireworks and be like, it's all for you, Familia. <laughs> That's when I was like, okay, like our time in San Diego is done. That is a perfect way to end. Thing. Let me go home and pack. But I ended up going home and there was Namor cosplay. So excited to talk about Wakanda forever that it was just so beautiful. I have to tell you though, this was probably my favorite con experience because of you guys. I really like I would not have done it like I would not have been there had it not been for you, Michelle, months ago being like, we need to get tickets for San Diego Comic-Con. And I was like, mm-hmm, 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 sure, whatever we can do. 
And it was such a long road to get there because we were so nervous that they put us at the public library offsite. Offsite. We thought no one was going to come. It ended up being packed, lying out the door. Yeah. And we were were like, oh, are we going to get in? (laughs) I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, my God. Like, people, they're not going to fit. They're not going to fit. Like... And, and we had Bo de Mayo himself come up and, you know, drop the information that Larry was going to be directing the opening sequence for X-Men, the animated, you know, X-Men 97. So we were super happy. That's probably why we hug each other so much. Yeah, we were like, what? Oh, I didn't. I saw Bo and I'm like, what is he? Like, what's he going to ask? I feel like he should have been the finale question. Yeah, yeah but, he definitely should have been. But it's okay. It's okay. It was still good. Yeah, it was people after that. It was. Yeah, I think we I forgot. It's all a blur. I hope it's on YouTube somewhere. It's a blur up there. Like, I think Dan V said I looked scared or nervous. And I was just like, I just really everybody gets a chance to talk. You didn't. I don't think you look scared or nervous at all. I don't think that's an accurate read. I didn't get that. I was very excited. Like inside, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, this is so fun. Like, I didn't I almost couldn't talk. Because I was listening and then I'm like, oh, oh, and then I have to say something. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you looked so cool and confident on stage. I was just like, I can't believe I'm standing next to Michelle and we're doing this. Like I'm it really. There. If it... you told me like, I don't know, gosh, like was it the last year that we met. Yeah. That we would go from being like Instagram, like friends or like in each other's DMs, like liking each other's stuff to co-hosting an x-men panel at san diego comic-con to a packed house yeah i know it was it was pretty surreal and i and by the way i'm on uh, when we're on stage i'm like literally looking at fucking this guy namor right there in front of us i'm like this bitch is gonna get up and ask like a question at any time (laughs) i was i was no i didn't want to be that guy, you guys look like you're doing good. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let Paul have his moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you. But yeah. it was so lovely. I had but such then, a fun and then time. what happened is after you got you left, uh, you know, the panel was over, you came out to me and you gave me a really salty uh comment. And I was like, I withheld a salty comment and a question just to be salted back. Wait, what did I say? I don't remember. I don't know. But you said something really salty, and I was just like, "Wow, I can't believe I ever strained myself for this." <laughs> he was probably he had a panel high, so like he was feeling himself. I think he called yeah, me like the deep or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not call you the deep. One of the. I would like have that. called you Aquaman. I'm like Aquaman. I'm so glad you made it to our panel. <laughs> uh, and you were like, "I fucking hate you so much." I will say though, uh, MCU Namor, I got the most Namors. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think there was any mistaking your your MCU Namor. There was no mistaking that. Yeah. I mean, but, given that it had just debuted to the internet and it was trendy, number one. Yeah. People aren't very smart. <laughs> I will say, like, I just say that as a general sense that this was probably like when I ranked the cons, this was probably like lower tier. It was really fun, but compared to WonderCon and LA Comic Con, I was just very by the end of each day, I was a little bit worn down a little bit just based on the, hey, it's Aquaman, or hey, it's the deep, and it's, hey, it's this. And it's just like, you know, when you get it so often, yeah. as I do, it's just literally, you're just like, oh my God. Yeah, San Diego's like, not really the con for costumes yeah. at all. It's Everyone who's there is basically just there to buy stuff 
and hear announcements. Yeah, they're more. So it's not, they're not all. They're not all like the. Yeah. Like the comic book fans. Yeah, they're not all. A yeah. lot of them only know, I guess, stuff from MCU. like yeah, media, like the the mainstream yeah, stuff. The movies are, and TVs. Not to say that those the people who read the books aren't there. It's just it's more of like it's a pop culture. Yeah. Con. We're where WonderCon is definitely known for its cosplay. LA too. Yeah, and LA Comic Con as well. Like those was, are the yeah. Yeah. I feel like one of the I'm sorry. I, I feel like one of the MCU MCU, one of the Marvel editors said this like they go to New York Comic Con and they are rock stars because it's more focused on like the comics and stuff like that. And they go to San Diego and they're nobodies. So yeah. I feel like that's a fair, I think it's fair to say it's just open more to like a general pop culture vibe, mm-hmm. whereas other cons are probably a little bit more specified. Although New York Comic Con, I don't think there are that many cosplayers. I'm not saying that there isn't, but I would I would say it's about the same as San Diego. Yeah. But we did, one thing I didn't mention that I had a good experience was um, on Friday, I got in line to get an autograph, even though I didn't even read what it was for, but uh, Chris Cantwell, who's writing Namor's new limited series coming out in October, um, he was signing for a book he did with like uh, Boom, and uh, I literally was one of the first people online. He was like, "I don't have anything to see to sign." It's like regular like you know things. Then I was just, we were talking about Namor for like five to ten minutes, and he was telling about his ideas and like you know what everything. It's very Golden Age uh, heavy and like going back to the roots, and it was pretty cool to just kind of meet the writer like as soon as it got announced in cosplay. So. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like the most fun experiences. Right. Like I think Paul and I, we got in line for Tyler Kirkham because he was doing, he was signing the uh, Judgment Day exclusive that he had there. Um, I'm like, I have it somewhere. I think I, I, know, I still I have, have my it suitcase. Too. It's actually it's like, buried no, in it's there. in that no? box. No. Oh, wait, I have it here. You have Hang it? On. I yeah, love it's... how you got a free poster. I know. <laughs> so for I those like, I know. When you asked if you could have one and he said yes, I'm like, <laughs> i thought they were free well because whoever was managing the marvel booth we went up to them we asked them avengers versus x-men you know or excuse me eternals versus x-men and we got behind the booth and we sort of you know did the video content with them and then i noticed they had that iconic cover and i love tyler's work so much i thought those were part of the free ones that had just not been put out yet so i was like oh can i have that one and i just took it he was and like then- yeah totally because when i asked about him he's like the posters are 20 and the books are 40 <laughs> which makes no sense like if there's anyone who's gonna get free shit at comic-con it's you and like literally i'm just like oh can i have this and but i was already reaching for it when he said yes so he yeah. was here like oh this crazy i don't bitch. think he I don't think he cared. He was very nice. He was yeah. very nice. I wish you would have told me because then I would have said, oh, I'll take two. Like it's okay. I like I I got one of the comic books. I'm a comic book girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As we've established at um at the meetup, you guys all trying to get me to sell my books. You, Dan, <laughs> Justin. Gosh! Oh. Wait, I didn't try to get you to sell your books. Oh no, you were like, I no, thought you were Jeff. on my side. Was, oh, maybe it was, Jeff. it was Jeff. You guys were like, oh, oh, we do digital, and I'm like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Jeff. Yeah, I definitely yeah. did. I'm, not, a, I'm yeah. a book person too, so yeah. I don't like digital. Okay, well, now my I'm cosplay digital. Dan is on my side, I got but it. like Open Dan something. V and Justin were like, you have too many books, girl. You stare at screens all day. You don't need to do it when you read. Yeah, I was like, wow. like you just put them in a box, and I'm all, I know, but I like to know that I have them. But do you read? It worth something someday. 
I mean, I'll I'll have to read them on my unlimited app. Yeah, right. Use my hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. But wait, we would like to be sponsored. So I, please, you know if anyone from Marvel Unlimited is listening, and y'all can hook me up with one of those Jeff the Shark, the Land Shark, Captain Marvel books that I failed to get, I would be most appreciative. Right. Like, and we know you guys at Marvel are listening because <laughs> your lawyers told us not to run our Lawrence Bain interview. So. Oh my god, Lawrence Bain was so much fun. Like no. I didn't I didn't know very much about him, but after we did that interview, I felt like I knew him. I and know we could party together. I would literally cut out the parts that we talk about X-Men just to keep that interview yeah, intact. We barely talked about it. I know. I I'm gonna circle back on him. So okay. Disney lawyers, if you're hearing this, literally, we're not gonna include anything from X-Men. It's just gonna be Lawrence Bain partying yeah. in the 80s and how yeah, he was, was like so and doing in his a Pink Floyd. Yes. Telling us about his 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 friendly rivalry with Cal Dodd. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Oh my god. I love you know, that. Going back to the, the comic books real quick. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Interesting observation on Sunday morning when I went back to the con, um, all the, like, the, you know, the vendors who sell comic books and they have the, you know, their uh-huh. prize issues on the stands. Namor was everywhere. Oh, and yeah. I was, like, Look, they were. They knew. Like, they the knew. Up, and I was just like, oh, got that. Got that. <laughs> it was like the number one just shot up in price. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Three, three to a hundred dollars over here. No biggie. Like, <laughs> Mr. Kyle Thomas got like the first appearance of Phoenix for like a thousand dollars. I'm forgetting what issue. I should know the issue by heart as one on one. Yeah, that's right. Because 100 oh, is where she dies. Um, and then I think Dark Phoenix was only like a hundred and like ninety dollars he paid for. That's insane to me. Yeah, that is. That's yeah. I, that's I like think, mad money people are dropping on these cons. I, I didn't even know that. I know he posted the grade. Was it like a 7.5 for the 101? I, no I don't do grading. Sidebar. I just think it's fine. You know, I got the first variance. I don't care if it's a nine or not. I'm not that picky. Interesting. So, like, I'm sorry. Wait, okay, this is a podcast for another day because I don't know anything about grading. <laughs> do I? Like, I have zero clue about grading. Like, and in fact, like, I just see the number there. I'm like, great. Um, and I pretend to be excited, but I actually don't care when I see it. If you're but, a collector or an investor, it matters. It yeah. matters. I, I figure. I figure that's all about investing and making sure you like have it. But okay. Comic-Con was amazing. We can literally go on for hours. Hours. Hours about it. Good. But I the be- memories. Yeah. I think that is so much walking. transition. Yeah. We are transitioning to what happened? What happened? Talk about, um, firstly, let's talk about paul's new bff uh lenore zan oh. <laughs> um i guess got a little video for everyone uh from lenore herself so oh my god oh wait oh i'm sorry we can't hear you we can't hear it i'm sorry technical yes i love the eternals who stop it perfect not of lenore but i have a video of the samurai moon knight cosplayer that that dan and i met at the meetup <laughs> he's yeah. also an eternals fan i haven't posted it yet because i irene can't find too. irene was a eternals fan oh irene, irene too yeah what well, justin who are you for like you haven't picked this you haven't picked justin hasn't picked 
Justin, pick Eternals or X Men. Or, or Avengers. Or Avengers. You can pick the Avengers too. You guys can't forget about the Avengers. Fine, I'll pick Avengers just to be the outman. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, Chandler, when we asked him, gave gave the Avengers, and he was dressed as Kate Pride, and I thought that was going to be shoe in. Uh, Lenore, Lenore said she liked the Eternals. She uh, didn't say she was on their side, though. And I love the Eternals. I love the Eternals. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Listen, we can all love Not the like Eternals. Love. I mean, I love the MCU Eternals. Yeah. Oh, right I there. Know, yeah. MCU. You have to throw that out yeah. there. MCU Eternals. I think this is a perfect transition, too, because I read Judgment Day. And everything I kind of originally thought what was going to happen happened and played out. All right. So should we dive into Judgment Day and we can talk about Justin's faces? Justin like, has not read it. I only heard the ending. Yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> shit. And he was like, what happened? I'm like, oh, my God, babe. And he, it's, we have a lot to talk about on uh, in this Hang on, let me pull up the issue. I know. I've I got my variant cover with my girl. Oh, yes. Look at Thina there. I know. My local comic book shop. Shout out Sterling Comics. Um, okay. He had two variants, and it was between this one and the Peach Momoko. And I was like, Ooh. Oh, I love Peach Momoko so much. I did too, but then I saw my girl and I was like, I gotta get her. Gotta get your girl. Gotta get my girl. Okay, one thing I'm going to say before we get into this, and I have to be salty because I'm on the side of the mutants here, and I do have strong feelings about everything that happens. I want to say that I think this was actually very well written. And AVX was a hot mess. I've said it before. I think AVX has just aged well because I think people are just naturally excited of the Avengers versus X-Men storyline to come to the MCU, just like they are about House of M. But AVX was garbage. It still reads like garbage. I this, didn't even read it. Yeah, you're not missing out on anything. It you're didn't look good. Out. Justin, I think, read it. I did read that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Okay. It's it doesn't make sense. It's so inconsistent. It's like a patchwork of a story. But this is actually really good, very smart. And even though I have strong feelings about it, I'm like, okay, it's good. I think it will be forgotten <laughs> throughout time, sadly. But I think it's really, I think it's like Ten of Swords where it's a good cross. It, it, it's doing what it does best, which is bringing together all these opposing forces. I think, you know, what I liked most about it was really how Druig was really just the worst person alive. <laughs> and it just really kind of showcased, because he really was kind of like the main character in this issue. If you think about it, it just like going over his plan a little bit and He's really just a horrible person, to be honest. Um, I mean, he's like not even the baddest baddie in this. He's got to use like Uranus. He's he's using other people to do his dirty work, and like he he's just trying to do it to unite the Eternals. He's like, listen, I'm going to create these problems. I'm going to create this chaos, and then the Eternals are going to be like, oh my god, save us, Druig, save us from this, and then he's going to be like, you all need me. Like I'm your leader. And Uranus is like, nah, bitch. I did what you couldn't do. Like you sent me to do a job. I did it. And clearly you couldn't do yours. In an hour. Yeah. You should yeah. let me know. I mean, he took out the entire population of Araco. In I, an hour. 
I couldn't believe that. That to me I, was like I jaw dropped with that. Like storm, they Magneto, Cable, like gone. And and Storm and Magneto don't have their backups. They destroyed their backups. So they could be like dead, dead. I mean, like, listen, this is my overall complaint. Like, it's with these big crossovers in the Krakoa age where death is not supposed to matter, it's still a plot point. Like, they still find exceptions to the rules here. But, like, yeah, Magneto's helmet is there on the floor. Boyfriend is dead. We didn't see Storm. You're right. Storm, we have no indication that Storm could be dead. But, I mean, he really does count down three, two, one. (laughs) Like, and presumably a million of the million of people on Araco are now gone. Presumably. Presumably. You never know. No, I agree. Listen, it's Storm. They're not going to kill Storm like that. They would be really stupid to kill Storm like that. Do you think she survived? Or do you think that Nightcrawler, like, bamfed anybody out? Because, like, he got in there quick and he's like, we gotta go. And then it shows him, like, coming back to Krakoa, like, really quickly. And we know Cable's gone. Yeah. Yeah, Cable's gone, but he gets resurrected within, like, a second. Which, at this point, Cable has died how many times in the last, like, decade? I mean... Like, I feel if it's an X-Men crossover, Cable needs to die. But wait, before we get ahead of ourselves, because I wanted to say this to you guys. I want to give you guys a point for the Eternals. I love that opening scene with Cersei. I love Cersei. Yeah. I thought she was so great. Why wasn't she like this in the movie? You know, I thought about that myself. I was like, damn you know yeah she's all nice and like she's like too nice in the movie but in this yeah like she's like she's a bad bitch she's like emma frost she's got a sharp tongue yeah when she's here like i'm not gonna wear your shoes tony they don't have a kid in heel i was like fuck yeah Yeah. bitch all of that sass like Gemma chan definitely could but that's the thing Gemma chan can do it and she was in in captain marvel as well like she's capable yeah she was a badass in that she's cape this is like this is the thing i was talking about with my bff lenore zan who apparently is an eternal stan so i'm disowning her right now but with anna paquin anna paquin could do sassy southern so why not tap into that acting range right so with Gemma chan why not give her that role you know what i mean like she was just pleasant no i think she can so i think they had to set up the character and now that she's the prime eternal i think it's going to maybe change her a little bit or she's already starting to become not i guess defiant in a way like she's questioning things like she's not this like sweet pacifist anymore she's like okay you know i'm gonna have to start standing up for myself and for these humans that i love so there could be a change in her character in the next movie we'll see I will we'll have to I see will... if a if a next movie gets greenlit they yeah. said the eternal before the x-men <laughs> fair i can't argue that we, one <laughs> we like the mcu eternals we like i will them. say what was interesting too for everyone listening about the whole eternals versus x-men thing i liked how they like really like showed it at the beginning cersei was like Eternals, we're not a team. Like we're a society. Oh, I love that. I've been saying this whole time. Like they're not getting along. That's like they're not like Icarus, Cersei, Kingo. They're not with the Eternals right now. They're in Lemuria with the Deviants. So like the Eternals are a society, and Druids manipulating them. But they're still Mm -hmm. the. So I think they're gonna have you know the core people we know are gonna be like the heroes or like the the allies in the situation as we probably also saw with. Um, 
Ajax being surprisingly normal and uh, Makari at the end. So, yeah. So to give context for folks at home, like the thir- first 13 pages sort of open up with Cersei and Tony meeting about a possible war that's coming. And then Echo as a Phoenix, like neutralizes her and they take Cersei back to Avengers Mountain where they're trying to figure out everything that's going on. And meanwhile, the X-Men are preparing for war because Destiny has now just gotten the vision that's going to be the Eternals that attacks them. And there's also this really great scene when Echo as a Phoenix comes to grab Cersei. Cyclops notices the Phoenix is around and he goes, it's so weird that the Phoenix is on the Avengers team after everything. And Jean's like, what? Sorry, I didn't notice the Phoenix, which is bullshit because she was looking at the looking at Jason Aaron's writing. We don't, you don't pay attention to that. (laughs) (laughs) We're, we're going to get into Jason Aaron because I do have few, I did think about Jason Aaron with, uh, with you for this issue, but Jean, this is the first time the X-Men have felt like the X-Men to me, because I love what Cyclops said. It's like, we're supposed to be, past being feared and hated and now here we are and Jean's like it's more than just fear and hated there's jealousy and so what happened now that resurrection is public the humans are like kind of revolting against this idea and that's sort of like the first 13 pages of this crossover which for me felt so good I really felt like I I got to know the X-Men because since we've done Krakoa they have felt so different to me. They might as well be the Inhumans or ugh, something like the Eternals. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like double insulted right now. I know you see. That. <laughs> you just insulted both of us. I know. I mean, like characters like with no personality, no team dynamics that no one cares about. Um, no, but the X Men haven't felt like the X Men, and I feel like they've leaned into at least making sense. Like, hey, we establish our own nation we're supposed to be better than this now. And yet we are still feared and hatred hated. And now for different reasons. And I, my heart broke when Jean was like, look at that mom. She's wondering how many times have the mutants come back and my daughter will never come back. I thought that was beautiful writing, beautiful writing. I will say something completely on the opposite end spectrum is honestly, just, re- you know, after reading the X-Men comics, it's like, there was just so much hatred and everything against them. I was like, yeah, you should be, you know, jealous. Like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> like, you've hated on the mutants, and now, you know, because, you know, they got good karma, now they can live forever. So uh, I always thought that was just, it's a small thing, but I was just like, you know, now they actually want to be what the mutants were with instead of being hated on the entire time. The jealousy, I was like, so now you're jealous of them, so. I know, and I feel like Druig is going to lean into that jealousy especially like towards the end when he like broadcasts saying like, you know, humans of earth. Like, he's very, very manipulative. Yeah. He's definitely manipulating um, the human population to think that the mutants should be destroyed. Basically. Like he's trying to get them on his side so that he has more reason to deem them deviants and therefore they need to be exterminated. And Something that I thought was kind of interesting is in the panels where Cersei's captured, I'm not really sure like where the Avengers are going to come into play on this, but I feel like they are also very conflicted because when Cersei's like tied up, like Captain Marvel is like very offended by that. She's like, Cersei was an Avenger. And yeah. I think Captain America was also 
like, you know, yeah, she needs to see like a familiar face. Like she used to be an Avenger. Like she shouldn't, she shouldn't be tied down like this. So I'm just kind of wondering where the Avengers come into play since it is Avengers versus X-Men versus Eternals. Like, are the Avengers going to play the peacekeepers in this kind of a thing? I think what's going to happen is maybe, as we saw, they're going to be helpful with the uh, Ajax mission of creating a god. I think they're all going to be maybe like, because you saw like there's those random Eternals that we've never heard of before. It's like the Jack of Knives and, you know. Those are the ones for hire, right? Yeah, we've never seen those before. So I think like our company of Eternals, we're going to team up with the X-Men, or not the X-Men, the Avengers. But to be honest, the Avengers are just going to be like, no, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, let me tell you something about Tony Stark that pissed me off about that scene with Cersei. He's here like, I've been monitoring the Eternals since the Thanos incident. Like, bitch, you said the same exact thing in AVX where you were like, I've been monitoring the Phoenix since the Jean Grey incident. Like, shut the fuck up. And why aren't you ever intervening? I know he's got all this time to monitor. Like, Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing, Daddy Stark? <laughs> like, there was this one time in... It- where Richard Ryder came back to Earth and he was like talking about the annihilation war and like the career are like mostly gone, the scroll are gone, like the galaxies annihilated. Tony is like, yeah, we had a problem here. Me and Cap got into a little fight, like, and Nova's just like, excuse me, like the universe almost died and you're complaining about the civil war. Sorry, I tangent, but I just, no, that's fair. It's, it's just the dumbest thing ever. He's like, well, we had our own problems here. Yeah. Like, and how Sorry, he won't tell Cersei what's going on too. Like she's like, well, what is happening? Like how what do you need me to do? Kind of a thing. And he's being very coy. He's not like telling her all the information. And that's when like Captain America steps in and he's like, Hey, Cersei was an Avenger too. Yeah. You know, we don't have to treat her like that. I agree. Like, she's like, if this is how you're gonna treat me, I'm not gonna help you. Well, it seemed like such an aggressive act to set the Phoenix after Cersei. I mean, yeah. and Cersei even admits, <laughs> I'm a low-level psychic here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she could do things like, you know, thicken his blood and kill him, sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're going to extreme measures to, like, apprehend her. And, like, it seems like she, to to what you were saying, Namor, which is, like, the Eternals aren't a team. They're a society. And she's not on the same page as the ones that are attacking the mutants now. So why not approach it from a very logical standpoint? The Avengers always overreact. Yeah. I don't it's know why. Also, yeah. like you, um, Tony and Cersei, I feel like are the same kind of person, personality-wise. Oh yeah, I'm shipping them. By the way, sorry to cut you off. I, I should. So, <laughs> I had that Captain America intervene because they're really just like, "What do you know? Well, what do you know?" Like you know that kind of situation. Yeah. That's really dumb, I think. Yeah. And Cap's like, I'll figure this out. Yeah. So then we we get some pages with Moira talking to Druid. Is that Druid? Oh my gosh, Moira. What the fuck is wrong with Moira? Here's the thing. I don't I need Hickman to come back and like redeem this character because why is she so evil? This makes no sense. Like her reasoning for being evil doesn't make any sense to me. She's here, like, I've lived long enough to see friends become villains. Yeah. And I'm like, like, and she was like, oh, so Destiny and Mystique are going to get mad and say, burn it all down. And she's like, what makes them think that I wouldn't do the same? I'm just like, girl. 
But there's a fundamental flaw in her yeah. logic, which yeah. is the reason why you couldn't have precogs on Krakoa is because they, they don't want to find out as a society that mutants always lose. But this has been a hallmark of X-Men storytelling since the 80s. There is a pick the day of the week. And there's always an alternate future where the mutants lose. That is not anything new. Wouldn't you want to know, like, hey, maybe there's this, you know, alternate future where we win. Like, how do we get towards there? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense die, to me. Like, a little easier or something. Like, it doesn't have to be as, like, brash and harsh. You and know, by the way, I don't know. And I'm okay with Moira just being petty because destiny killed her. In what was it, her second or third life? It, I think it yeah. may have been her third life. Whatever it was where she tied her to the chair and was like, I want her to feel what it's like to burn. Yeah. Like, Moira can be a bitch about this. Moira can be holding a grudge. I will be team her on that. But yeah. to be masquerading, like betraying her entire species because they brought back Destiny, when I think what we've seen with Destiny thus far, she's been more of an addition to the council than yeah. a counteractive thing. And in fact, Destiny is the one who stands to lose things because we found out in Immortal X-Men that Mystique will die. So, you know, I, I don't see, I, I don't think Moira's actions merit the crime, if that makes sense. I think she's just like going crazy here. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, of Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. It was really there's really other ways you could do this. Like, oh, well, I love the I love the meme of of Doctor Strange talking to Wanda, being like, "Hey, Wanda, why don't you help me train America Chavez to control her powers, and then we can find a universe where your kids don't have a mom." And then it just puts the title card. That's it, and that's yeah. it. Multiverse of Madness done. She's there got we go. Three kids now. Yeah. Well, I actually was rewatching that on the plane last night, um, and there was a moment where like. Wanda's talking about how she lost her kids. And then there's a look that with America where it is like very sincere. And I was like thinking about your comment, Paul, about the mother, like, oh, I lost my mother's. Yeah. I was like, that was right there. Yeah. We're on a tangent, but listen, we can have an entire podcast dedicated to multiverse of madness and how we would have done that differently. Yeah. <laughs> Coming 2023. But you know I was interesting about uh this book though that i didn't realize from the eternals books is um where jury was in like that chamber with like those pillars and stuff apparently that's supposed to be the unimind and like i've always actually been curious about what it was because it's like you know it's just like this massive golden brain <laughs> in the comics and uh um i always i didn't realize that we, we got a nice visual of what it's it looks like like a temple yeah like that that it looks like that yeah <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Michelle like holds her book up and it looks beautiful <laughs> and crisp. And I hold my phone up, my digital copy, <laughs> and you can't even see it. I think that's so cool that like we got to see what the inside of the Unimind looks like. Because I was always curious, like, what is cosmic energy at this yeah. point? Or, it's beautiful. So who is he talking to? So who is Druid talking to? Talking to all the Eternals in the Unimind. So the Unimind is all the Eternals who forge it together. Uh, they're supposed to become one species to make decisions together. So they have a hive mind? Kind of, but yeah, I mean, because they're the Unimind was made so that way they can all make big decisions as one. And okay. So that's kind of how it started. And like, so you don't have to be in it. Like, I'm Icarus and everyone aren't in it right now, but like everyone else, the rest of the hundred Eternals are there. So, so I, I love the next scene with Druid talking to Uranos, who is the granddaddy of Thanos. 
Yeah. And he says like, it takes nine months to create, you know, a human, but then mere seconds to like rip out its neck or something like that. And so that's sort of like the analogy he's using to what he's going to do to Araco. As we already mentioned, he's going to go to Araco and fucking annihilate that place within an hour. And he only has an hour. Why is Uranus imprisoned like this? Because he, he was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Michelle's face. Like, Paul, he's just crazy. Like, well, he will cut some bitches. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, let me out. I'm going to throw some salt at Paul's way. If you read the Eternals, you might know. Uh, <laughs> well, there's your answer. Uh, what happened is because I think what's going to be a key part of this series is he's uh, he has a weapon that could destroy the whole planet. And he was going to use it. So Zeros and Alars uh, imprisoned him. Um, well, with forever. good reason, because the yeah, Eternals can only now, resurrect if the Earth is still around. I think that's some. It's gonna be something. Okay. So I think my okay. here's my prediction. Um, I think that Uranus is gonna get out. Obviously, somehow kill and imprison Drake because everyone wants to see Drake die because he's a snake. And um, then I think everyone's gonna have to band together in the end to stop him from destroying the planet. Okay. I no. I'm down with that. That, that I, I think that's a fair look into the future and what's gonna happen. It's a, it's a little bit of light makeup, but it's not clown makeup like yours. <laughs> My clown makeup is thick. I mean, you don't even want to know where I'm going with some. Of, we'll talk theories at the, the end. The wig and the clown nose. I know, like right there. Yeah. Um. So what, my favorite part of the issue, though, is what happens next is that there's the Druid is talking about how he's going to attack with Moira, how they're going to attack Krakow. And it's obviously happening as they explain it in which they're going to do a massive psychic strike. And I love this little bit of detail. They're like, yeah, we're a psychic species. However, they have some of the best psychics. We're not going to be able to go up against them. So let's distract them with a psychic attack. And it happens like the council gets, you know, attacked psychically. And it looks like Xavier and Emma and Hope go up and Exodus go up. Uh, and they attack. Who is this person that attacks? What is this big giant head that attacks? Yeah, Unimind. That oh, that's Unimind. Okay. Now. Okay. Okay, He's that's cool. Have a face. And I love it. They're like, it's going to be a sight, you know, to be seen if you have the eyes to see it. And then they deploy this team. What, what what's this team? I think that's the new ones we haven't heard. I of think before. those are the. That's the team. I think Jack that's for hire. Like internals yeah. uh, that are like assassins, and you yeah. can hire them because the Jack of Knives guy is like with them. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's the guy that murders um eggs or gold balls or whatever his name is. <laughs> Which and that was such a cute scene between him and Wolverine and talking I about know. volleyball, and then I he gets know. murdered. I know, but because he got murdered, Wolverine was able to save Hope. Yes. It was also like a very beautiful scene. Like he I saw her on the ground and I was like, no. I know, me too. I was like, yeah. And then Wolverine's like, mm-mm, nope, nope. I know. I I, I'm sorry. You know what? So I misread the scene. I'm seeing it right now and it's clear, but I thought I thought they actually did kill Hope because of the, the knife there. But now I, I, I thought she was already dead and she they just had she, spare bodies. Yeah, she's psychically like yeah she's fighting yeah she's fighting and she's and she's saved right there i mean there's no mistake in the art that wolverine is defending her yeah speaking of like the the, the panel i liked how 
like they they put the bubbles and it said like a dialogue and then said like there's like no more hope and then had the mm-hmm. shot of hope yeah. i thought that was really like smart that like good. layering or really whatever. Good. yeah that's really cool um the one thing i'm gonna like scream about is the shot of our god queen she has blue eyes and jean gray has green eyes so oh, sorry to point that out they aren't they blue they look blue it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell in this light. We'll have to. We'll have Maybe to in the print edition, it's green, and then the digital. I think it blue. might be green. They're they're like these are definitely blue here. They're like a very like sea blue though. I'll give sea blue. Sea blue. God, sea I'm so crazy. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so crazy. But um, they they resurrect egg and cable, and we find out that Araco has officially been destroyed and then as you guys said druid comes up on everyone's mobile devices and turns them against the mutants Mm -hmm. and then the issue ends with ajax that's ajax right ajax ajax i'm like ajax (laughs) ajax comes in with sinister and they reveal that they're going to turn avengers mountain which is a dead celestial called Mm -hmm. hold up i have the name here Actually, progenitor progenitor am i pronouncing that right is it is it in the issue no it's not in it's not set in the issue it's i'm on wikipedia it's just like the last panel because yeah. that's what they're all in right now is the dead yeah. celestial yeah and of course it's a jason aaron's like creation so <laughs> and i'm like this is the stupidest thing like the avengers have been in a dead celestial as they're based i mean listen we had we we went through Utopia on the X Men and but still this is like the corpse of a dead well, god. They lost they lost the tower, so they're you know they're I like how they repurpose though. Hmm. I'm gonna give them props don't, for don't repurposing. Be don't be saying that in front of Ajax; she's really offended. So, I mean, like not in this dead, one. Like reduce, reuse, recycle. Okay, <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> because, oh my God. Like, so shit. this is going to get into what I sent in our group chat, which is a map of Avengers Mountain, which is the dead celestial body that they've repurposed as T'Challa's pet house, which I didn't even notice until you pointed out, Michelle. Yeah, I was like, T'Challa uh, has like the best part of this whole thing. Like he's got the a hot tub. They have a fucking hot tub in the corpse. I get a hot tub. Yes, like what the fuck? Then they have a detention facility, which is the intestines. They have I mean, it makes sense. They have a library of intergalactic law. And for folks at home, like there, if you Google Progenator or Avengers Mountain, you know you're going to get a map of what it looks like, and it's basically the corpse of this dead celestial that made T'Challa and Tony Stark roommates in its head. Like it's yeah. so. Crazy. One's got the right ear, one's got the left ear. And I didn't even know this thing existed until I read Enter the Phoenix by Jason Aaron, which was Mortal Kombat with the Phoenix, and it was awful. I had to read it for with our friends at Legion on Zoom, which I love. It was a great episode to Kiki with them, but it was not a good episode to have to read that garbage. It was the worst thing ever. Namor has a great suit, but he is the worst characterization ever. So, also we got a peep of him. He was there in the end. He's in the sh- end- ending shot. He is. Avengers assemble. Oh yeah, he is. He's yeah, in like he- the second. Yeah, he's in his black armor. Yeah. When- yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Carol's like, "Excuse me, Cersei's like 
one of us. What the fuck? What the fuck? She's got I love a, that. Like, I love that those girls like have each other's back. So Girl. I thought it was a very strong first issue. I really, I enjoyed it very much. I think they planted the seed. Here's my clown makeup with the Phoenix. I think Jean being purposely dismissive is going to tie into her one shot. I hope it ends with Jean and the Phoenix becoming one. I love Echo. Give Echo her own book, but give us back the Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like the Phoenix is ours. You took Wanda and Franklin. Do not take the Phoenix, please. No, I don't think I want to see the Phoenix be a key part of this issue. How do you? You can just get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just thinking AVX, Enter the Phoenix. Like we've had so many Phoenix based events. I mean, like it's kind of done and tired, you know? It can be I, a I, side story, though. Like it could I mean, be, it be a thing, like, but like I don't, to I don't something think it's bigger. Today, though, as someone who is a diehard Phoenix fan, I don't think it's not e- nearly enough because those stories did nothing for the Phoenix. They did I mean, nothing. Are hitting on me? Should hit on Jason Aaron? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Jason Aaron, like whatever he did with Enter the Phoenix was garbage, and yeah, AVX like, was garbage with the Phoenix. Like do something with the celestial and like i think i like something very cosmic that isn't the latest you know because i think there's a lot of good eternals lore that should be probably a finale situation so i'd like to see them make like the sacrifice against their own people okay like icarus and co like take down druig and uranus and actually i just want to see Druid just get trampled by uranus that'd be really nice just like a little like well so uranus is obviously going to get set free officially you know again during this crossover and and i i wager given what happened with Arako, though or will he like will he just be a distraction like maybe he won't get set free maybe druid will be like you know what i'm just gonna kill you myself and like maybe he'll use that as his big power move like look at this like Look at this force that was unleashed upon us, and I killed him for you. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Could be a distraction. He could be I a was, pawn. I was thinking he'll make his way to Krakoa, and the Phoenix will sense that Jean is in danger and come and yeah. merge with her and take on Uranus. Or maybe the Phoenix force will merge with the dead Celestial, and then we'll get a Phoenix Celestial. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Wait, wait, wait. Speaking of everything with Jean. And the Phoenix, I, I happen to think she is possessed in the Phoenix by, by the Phoenix with that preview we got of her and Icarus. But I just want to say as a sidebar, I ship Icarus and Jean so hard. It's like she's adding to her harem. Like- I, that was hot as fuck. I think those two make sense. I'm thinking of Famka and Richard Madden. And I'm like, yeah, oh that's fucking hot. Or, or Richard Madden and uh, Sophie so- Turner. Sophie Turner. Oh. Yes. Oh, oh my um, God! Rob Stark and also, they're like Stark. brother and sister. I know that's, that was a joke. <laughs> they're like brother and sister. And so. I I thought it was really hot. I think I, so. Jean is obviously going to play a bigger role in the series because she is going to get her mini, and they did allude to some Phoenix stuff. She's got a lot of covers too. So. Yeah, she has a lot of covers. I I'm excited for it. I I'm curious where they're going to go with the Celestials and everything. I, I really, I, th- this, I, it's not, I'm not like I need the next issue, but I'm like, this is very well written and I'm into what's going on here. And the only, 
to side with you guys, I think they're making the Eternals Druid a little irrational here. I really want a little bit more fleshed out motives. And it's what they did to the X-Men in AVX, where they made the X-Men look irrational without fleshing out their motives. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. So, I don't know. I liked it. Um, I, will, I will say one thing, too, based on that, um, is I'm really surprised that, like, you know, it kind of established in the Eternals run by Kieran that, like, Everyone knows Druig's not really being trusted, um, at least from Icarus and Co. Um, but um, now he's Prime Eternal, and it just seems like every all the Eternals are so quick to side with him. That's my only complaint because uh, they're not all bad. Like we're talking like only people who really didn't side or like we saw. It's just like the core people we saw in the movie, um, though that group. But we didn't see everyone else we didn't see like the, the people of vulcan mountain we didn't see the people of olympia we didn't see the delphin brothers like you know what's going on with them like they well, know it's, it's bad news why i'm sad. sure it's matt or like you know i don't even know if gilgamesh is going to come back in because he's like hidden right now so i don't know what he's going to do well, it wasn't one it has like where everybody's yeah like alliances lie so i think for for some people, like, it's just like, oh, that's our leader. That's what we have to, like, we have to yeah. support him kind of a thing. And I think that's where a majority of them, like, fall into. It's just a few people who are in these, like, small, yeah, like, smaller brackets that are questioning him. And I think they're going to try to, they're going to try to gather evidence to maybe overthrow him and put somebody else rightfully in that place. So I think that's why they're kind of teaming up with the Avengers right now because I don't think they see the X-Men as deviants either. But they need something to get the rest of the Eternals on their side. So that's why I think they're trying to make that God. They're trying to resurrect the Phoenix Celestial. (laughs) Now that is clown makeup. (laughs) Uh, Well, they're trying to resurrect a Celestial. So that they can say, look, we created a new god. Like, we are, like, the real leaders of the Eternals. Droog is garbage. I think Hijack might end up being Prime Eternal by the end of it. I mean, she's, like... Sh- this is crazy, but, I mean, she seems like a good contender because if she's making a god... Yeah. I mean, she's pretty, like, what... I guess, like, loyal to the Celestials. mythos. I don't want to say, like, religion, but she's, like, loyal to... She's a speaker of the gods. Yeah. So I think having that behind her and saying, like, look what we did. She can Well, they're all in Celestia right now, which is kind of where they which is like the name for the place where the original Eternals comic took place in the Andes Mountains. Um, that's where her and Makari are right now. Yeah. And I think if Makari can like forgive her for murdering yeah. her or him. I think that there's a chance, you know, like Makari could be like, listen, I know that Ajax like killed me in the past, but I think I would bygones be bygones. We're going to get the band back together. Yeah. You know, Ajax wasn't that crazy in the original books. He just got crazy later on. So it's just, you know, sometimes it happens. Yep. It's just be crazy. 
I love all of the speculation. I'm just literally like, yes, and Sinister's there too. <laughs> That's yes, it. Sinister, oh my God. They're going to be like, listen, we found someone. He can do stuff. He can do stuff. And it, he can and it do seems genetic to be, things. And it seems to be Sinister of the council because the council notes that he is missing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like how they're trying to kick him off too. They're like, well, he's not here. He's AWOL. So let's kick him off. <laughs> what? You guys. But yeah, so that is issue one on us. What, what letter grade would we give this issue? I think I'd, I'd give it an A. And also like the art was very beautiful. Oh, nope. yeah. Yeah, it was Valerio Shiti who oh. did uh, Sword. Love Sword. Yeah. I, yeah absolutely wonderful. Really good. He has, I don't know if you saw the picture of Namor. He's got some big titties. Oh, yeah. Listen, we always know. We always notice Namor's titties here. <laughs> um, yeah. I think A minus is fair. I, I give it a, or excuse me, an A is fair. I give it an A minus. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I I was pleasantly very surprised. I thought this was going to be a garbage crossover because I you know you see two MCU prop or a big MCU property latching onto the X Men and I feel very defensive of that. But you know what? I I'm eating some of my words now. I thought it was a good flushed out story. I'm excited to see where it's going, and I'm not just saying it because you two are on here. It's okay. And I'm just looking at Justin and I'm like, Justin, oh, Justin what are your thoughts on Justin, it? What do you think? Like without knowing anything that's really happening. Justin's just there smiling at the camera. I wish this th- was video because I was Justin showing, is every reacting. time you guys talk, I was, talk, we, I was, I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, right here. The- I'm like, this is the Unimind. Do you know what we need to do? We need to just zoom in on Justin and put it on YouTube and just our voices as and seeing his reaction, reaction to, like the, to everything like, down under it. Like, this, this yeah, but Justin does this thing where he just looks up at the camera and he has this perfect smile and great teeth. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like he's like, I agree. Inside, he's here like these fucking idiots. Like, I just want a beer right now, and they're talking <sighs> about celestial phoenixes. Okay, but based on this discussion that you just heard, does this make you want to read this story? Like, are you intrigued? Or are you... I am actually intrigued. You're intrigued? Okay, because cool. I tried to get him to read it earlier and he was like, no. Yeah, because like Paul was saying, I thought it was going to be garbage. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's better. Be it's better than Inhumans versus X-Men and it's better than AVX. It's on par right now with Trial of Jean Grey. That's where I, I would kind of put this. If we're, if we're thinking of like MCU properties latching onto the X-Men, this is actually well-written. It's you can go into this and you can be like, okay, there is thought behind this. And it's I was nervous about it until I read until Cersei said a line that the Eternals are not a team, they're a society. I agree. That, that's yeah. where I was sold. I was like, yeah. okay, they they know that it's like it's not just gonna be like, you know, destroying for destroying sake. It's like a whole gray area that they're just not a team, they're people. So yeah. yeah. Dan, what do you what do you give the issue? I give it an A. Yeah. yeah. I feel that's fair. Yeah, so. give Cersei an A plus. I love their sass. I, again, I wish this was a Cersei we got in the MCU. I think that I think Eternals oh, would have been yeah, like it would have been really great. Like I I like the Eternals movie, but I think it would have been a bit more fun for people if they had that version of the character. What about you, Paul? Uh, yeah, A minus, A minus, A minus. It's it's super good. It's not Messiah complex level for me, of course. But 
this is like like Messiah Complex is like an A plus plus for me. Mm-hmm. This is this is good. This is this is not poorly written. The art is beautiful, and it's it's there are certain things, of course, like Moira. Like I'm like, what the fuck? Like this does not just like her actions are just feel so left field to me and don't make any sense. Yeah. However, we do get a beautiful scene with Nightcrawler and Destiny and Mystique which historically we never get enough of those scenes. We have a great scene with Jean, you know, looking at the crowd, the Phoenix in the background. I think the star of this issue was Cersei. Just to reiterate that over and over again, Cersei really shines in this. And I, I want to continue reading it for her. And I hope the wedding of Patsy Walker and Tony Stark ends with her and, and, or Cersei and Tony, you know, eloping. I don't know. I don't think I ship that. (laughs) I mean, I don't even ship him and Patsy. Like, no, that is left field for me. But I think it's going to be Emma and Tony. I ship, I ship no. uh, Cersei and Namor, to be honest. Wait, Namor that. and Cersei? Yeah, I can see that. That's okay. like, scene. Like, Namor oh. and like anybody, really. I mean, yes. <laughs> I do look. They're like, oh, uh, Tony Stark's like, you know, she was playing with you. She's like, yeah, but I was playing with her. Like, in a perfect world, Emma and Namor would be together, and like Emma would be like the bridge between Krakoa and Atlantis. Let's hope. Let's put that out into the world because I've been thinking about that. Like, yeah, how they had this great relationship that she like didn't remember, and then she did, and it could be like, oh my god, I feel like that Celine Dion song that's all coming back to me now. Stop it! I love that where she has sex with a ghost. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Only like it's Emma and Namor, and like she's remembering everything, and she's like, damn, like we had it good, and they could get back together. Like, why not? I, I mean, think of that music video would... every night. By the way, sidebar. Sorry. <laughs> like, I always remember. Like, I was a kid, and I always thought like it was so glamorous to be in a haunted mansion and like ghosts coming everywhere. Like I always wanted to grow up to be like a great story. It was a meatloaf song. So it did not surprise me that it was that good. Like, yeah. I was looking up my sock with Michelle's looking up some Emma and Namor stuff to show me references and looks. I was like, hot. these are really spicy. It's like, all sexual. Like I could not find anything that was tame. Uh, like these guys like, no like, man, they love each other a lot. There's yeah. a lot of passion there. Yeah. I mean, if she can't, if you can't be with Lady Dorma, then Emma's a good second. Yeah, like, right. Oh. Right there. All right, guys. Anything else to say on this? Uh, I got one last thing to say for everyone. Of uh, course you do. I can't see. So yeah. right. Yes, I love the Eternals. <laughs> and we're done. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Oh, Namor cosplay, you shitty fucking asshole. Where can the folks at home find you? Uh, you can find me at Namor cosplay. Uh, just one word. Um, you know, just hanging out and on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, yeah. Justin, where can folks at home find you? Uh, mostly Instagram, JT underscore Tarot. I do have a Twitter, but I still have no idea how to use it. Michelle, work it. I mean, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you're only listening for Michelle. So you know where to find her. (laughs) You guys know where to find me. Okay. She has her own fucking thumbnail, like on variety. (laughs) So I'm on YouTube now as a thumbnail. (laughs) Under boob. You know. 
I was the clickbait for Variety. <laughs> and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. Those are like goals. Ugh. Those are post-pandemic goals. Right? Like, oh my gosh. But I am on Instagram as well, at Michelle Waffalo, as well as Twitter, same handle. Justin failed to mention our joint account that I'm always trying <laughs> always to plug. <laughs> you forget about it. So we have a joint account at adventures.in.geekdom, where we chronicle our toy hunting and comic book collecting adventures. And conventions. And conventions now, too. We're cover- we're trying to cover more conventions. Um, you know, I, I don't even know what's coming up. I think we're Amazing. going we're going to Vegas amazing las vegas comic con in september oh is that in september is it the same weekend as dragon con it's before it's before right before it's before that's why we can't do dragon con so many people asked us to go and we had already made plans yeah yeah we already got tickets like our flights and a hotel so we're like "Uh, maybe next year maybe next year tell us sooner (laughs) invite us sooner please sooner invite us out conventions by us out conventions um i'm gonna be at FlameCon on the 20th of august i believe last episode i complained that i did not get a press pass someone must have been listening because i just got my press pass yes get that <laughs> so press pass. we're gonna be there and who else I, is gonna be there though is demanda um, gonna be there demanda's gonna be there with cerebro cast oh and homo superior podcast homo is superior be- oh my yeah. gosh we love them oh my god so i'm on an email chain with them we're gonna host a happy hour at the hotel bar which is a sheridan times square which that's okay i listen I it down let me tell you something like the sheridan is literally like the ninth circle of hell like it's i have done other non- cons there like for books and stuff like oh my god it's insane but we're gonna it, demand is there it's gonna be fun demand is there demanda steve orlando i, I think they come and faint at the bar wait who demand is gonna just faint oh oh no but she's gonna be celine she's gonna be celine so oh, she ain't gonna not, be she's gonna be sucking faint. celine yeah. don't faint she's gonna be sucking all that energy i know <laughs> where's amanda when you need her for a joke I here oh i'm so jealous you get to see demanda IRL. And I was texting with Zaddy Chad from Gray Malkin Lane, and <gasps> he's going to be coming. Too? He's going to be coming. Oh my God. So I think you guys should just come that weekend. Please just find me in. Yeah, you guys just come. You guys can stay in our in our apartment. Oh. Like, just come. Well, It'll be a good time. I would love to come to New York. Yeah. Justin's like on the fence, but maybe if enough people tell us to come, Justin will change his mind. The justies are gonna assemble. Justies, <laughs> justies, justies assemble. Slide into his DMs and be like, "Y'all need to come to New York Comic Con, even if it's just for one day." Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. New York Comic Con. We don't have tickets yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, if things go the way they're supposed to, I may not even have a place to live for New York Comic Con. So, well, we can gonna- we can share a junior suite. Yeah. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we'll be at FlameCon. We will do New York Comic Con, even if I'm homeless. And you can hit me up on Power of X-Men, much like Justin, our God, our IRL God, Justin. I don't know how to, I know you see Michelle just came up with that. (laughs) 
I'm gonna steal your man. Oh my god, you're the god queen now? IRL god king. How about that? Oh, well, god he king. could be. Excuse me. Because you're our IRL god queen. You are our king. I want to be the queen of Krakoa, though. You said something about like the queen of Krakoa, and I'm like, I like that a lot better. It feels less like, because I mean, I love our god queen, but if like she's everybody's god queen, including then, that would make you Emma. Yeah, I mean, Emma is. I really think Krakoa needs to do away with this council situation and just be a straight up monarchy. And Emma should be at the really top should. of that monarchy. She can run that. That. Yeah, she can long run. live the queen. Literally, exactly. long live yeah. the queen. Exactly. Scott, you silly bitch. There you are. Here I am. Where were you for this recording? Tell the fine folks at home where you went off to. I'm an adult, so I had a job and, uh, you know, I was working hard because I need that paycheck to uh, keep me in action figures and stylish Venom t-shirts. So, okay. okay, bitch, you don't need that money to keep you in action figures. You need that money to keep you in spandex so you could be thirsty on the Internet and we can all be thirsty to you on the Internet. I mean, I can't argue with that. <laughs> so... I'm just going to take it and go with it. Well, you left me alone with Michelle and Namor cosplay. And they had a field day with Judgment Day. And I literally was a little turd by myself here trying to defend the X-Men. And I had, I had no one to back me. No one. Well, I mean, you're, you're a big boy. You can, <laughs> you can handle it. Um, Mm, Look at it this mm. way, you know, it's like the Eternals overwhelming force and then the X-Men always come from behind (laughs) and win. (laughs) Well, listen, listen, I thought Judgment Day issue one was pretty well done. Regardless of my feelings for the Eternals, I thought it was pretty well done. And folks at home have already listened to me rant for close to two hours about it. And now it's your turn to rant and talk to us about your feels for judgment day um yeah i can't say it was my favorite event book ever um i thought the writing was well done the art was beautiful uh but um particularly the the destruction of um Morocco, wasn't really vibing with that. Um, I mean, obviously it's going to be undone in some capacity. Like they're not just going to kill off, um, you know, Magneto and all of these other mutants. storm, but, storm. They're, but their backups, they, they elected to destroy their backups, right? Yes, but they can come back through the waiting room. Thing oh, that Wanda, I forgot that Wanda about set up. Yeah, what is? I, I, okay, I, so you know this about me. I'm not really reading the weeklies as close as I should be. Have they yeah. mentioned the waiting room? And if so, in the waiting room, what version of yourself is waiting there? <laughs> like, is it just your your soul is in the mutant waiting room now to be resurrected, or is it like your last backup? What what did Wanda gift? That? No. It hasn't been explained. Well, um, 
funnily enough, it was most recently discussed in X-Men Red number four when Magneto destroys the backups. Uh, and he talks about, you know, the gift that my daughter has given us with like the waiting room. Um, that's really the most recent discussion of it that I can think of, but it's not based off of your last backup. You have to have like the desire to come back or something because there's mutants who died before Cerebro came online who can be resurrected via um, the waiting room, like Thunderbird. Yeah, yeah, Thunderbird yeah of course. Yeah. So, I mean, in theory, Magneto and Storm can just come back. In theory, I think any of the Iraq, I mean, the Araco mutants should be able to come back that right. way as well. well. And that, I mean, this is where my head's going to start hurting. And this is where I'm like hyper analyzing every single detail because the, the waiting room is supposed to be for mutants who were pre Cerebro, but Magneto yes. and Storm are post Cerebro. So, if a mutant dies and their backups just don't exist for whatever reason, do they still come back? Can the waiting room get additions to to it? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, i I think it's I think it's any mutant. I think any mutant can come back through the waiting room. It's just the backups speed up like the process. Like sure. I, I don't think there's anything stopping or storm coming back that way i don't think there's anything stopping like for example like rock slide who died in other world coming back as like original rock slide except there's already now like well they call him wrong slide which i think is horrible but like okay but the image of popo holding his head like during ten of swords and i was like i didn't even think popo knew who this person was and it was no. hysterical but Okay, sure, sure. I listen. I'm okay. I I've never liked the idea of Araco and you know the terraforming of Mars. I don't hate it. I think it's it's fine, but it never really sung directly to me. I was okay with them annihilating everyone, and I like how Uranos kind of did it like three, two, one, and he blew. Like I took it as he counted down from what there were a million mutants on that on 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 Mars, and he counted down from a million. I loved the analogy where he said something to the effect of like, you know, a baby, you know, a human takes nine months to form, but then only mere seconds to, you know, crush its windpipes or whatever. So I liked it. I think it's if if it is them really being off the table and dead, because I don't see how they can resurrect a million mutants just like that, unless Judgment Day is going to tackle that. I think it was like, why do the Arakos in the first place? Like that was such an inconsequential like plot thread that now went absolutely nowhere i mean i i think it has to be undone or else x-men red is is done like i don't know what the point of that book would be um if you don't undo the end of Araco. yeah that's fair i don't i don't know i just think like Al Ewing for the first volume or like what the second volume of X-Men Red, like it changed direction so quickly and it became a different book from like the first couple issues we had. So I don't know. Are they trying to surprise us? Are they? I, I agree with you, by the way. I, I'm not trying to be a contrarian here because I agree with you that if this book is going to exist in its current iteration, they have to somehow wish them back. Is it going to be something like 
the Eternals will share their resurrection technology that they need the Earth for, but now it's going to be for Araco. And Araco can now, like, I don't know how the Eternals resurrect, to be honest, but like the Earth is a conduit for that resurrection. Is now yeah. Mars going to be a conduit for the Iraqis, Araco's, whatever resurrection process? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Eternals resurrect because they're bound to the great machine or and then like they come back and a human dies so they can return or whatever i don't um, really understand that they're they're space gods uh it's it's funky um okay well continue telling us your feels uh i mean that like to, i i'm I'm not heavily invested like in this event. Um, for me, it feels more like a way for Marvel to promote um, the Eternals as right. opposed to mutants. So, I mean, for me, the the big centerpiece of this this issue was the destruction of Morocco, and like that. That's like my big takeaway has been mainly. You know, I mean, there there were other minor things that happened in it but like generally i don't care about like eternals like internal politics yeah i i find it incredibly i i find the the eternals like politics a little boring and i don't want to rag on the eternals too much because we don't have half the team here to like defend yeah. themselves even though i was by myself against them <laughs> but yes yes mr scoffrey just rolled his eyes for those of you at home, but here's the thing. I, I, I agree with you. The, the thing about this event that just turned me off from its announcement is that once again, you know, there's an MCU property that needs a, an uplift. And this was probably yeah. planned before. And I, I say this with a lot of love that the Eternals movie didn't land in theaters. And we've seen this again with AVX in humans, guardians of the galaxy. And I just, I, it's like okay, like this this crossover exists just to give the Eternals that that clout, but I think now that the Eternals kind of tanked at the box office, this seems like something we just have to go through because it was planned editorially, and it's going to be inconsequential. Which I already said in this episode, so I'm sorry for the people who are listening to this and are hearing me on repeat. But I I feel like Ten of Swords. In fairness, I'm saying this even about Ten of Swords. Ten of Swords was largely inconsequential. You, you yeah. could skip that that mammoth 25 chapter event. You can skip all of it and it does not affect your reading of the books. I feel like this, You, I feel that maybe this is not going to have large consequences. By the way, there are crossovers like House of M and AVX, which when they were published were not well received. However, they were instrumental to the overall story. And I don't know if this is going to be instrumental. I don't feel it's going to be instrumental. I'm happy to be wrong, but I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree uh, with all that. Again, like I'm, I I don't want to rag on the Eternals because obviously the other half of the team isn't here. But um, I I agree, like with all of that. Um, on like like positive notes, I there's a scene in here. Um, with Iron Man and Cersei that I absolutely loved um, where like Tony is like, 
uh, says to her, like, why are we going to be fighting within a day or two? And they're having like brunch or something. And she's just like, wow, Tony, let a girl finish her bloody Mary first. Um, and then she accuses the mutants of being like plagiarists. She's like, they're such plagiarists returning to life is our thing. And it's I just, just I, like I love such a weird petty. petty. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's also like petty. Like these are like eternal. I mean, it's literally in their name, like eternal undying beings. And she's just literally like, they stole our shit. So that's why we're going to fuck them up. I really liked Cersei in this. I really wish that this is how she would have been portrayed in the in the movie. And it's no no shade on Gemma Chan because I think she did such a I think she's a great actress and she was in Captain Marvel too. I forgot who she played in Captain Marvel, but she played the villain and she was great there. I don't know why here she was a little somber, but I think Cersei really stood out. I, I didn't know she was an Avenger at one point. That was news to me. I forgot to ask Namor and Michelle about that. But, you know, it's the, the Eternals. And I said this also again earlier in the episode, the Eternals are coming across how the X-Men came across in AVX, which is editorially, it has already been decided they're in the wrong. You know, yeah. I mean, that was a vibe in AVX that the mutants were wrong because the Phoenix were coming. Never mind if you're an X reader at the time, you're like, no, but the Phoenix is coming to repower the mutant race. And and they would never act like this if they got the Phoenix. The first thing they'd try to do is repower mutants, not take over the world, you know. But yeah. I think here, in fairness to Eternal stands, they're making the Eternals be very irrational and in the wrong here. So. But I think it was I think it was it was well written though. Still, I still think it was a well written issue and I and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um I I loved uh, a couple of story beats where like uh Scott says to Gene, like, was that the Phoenix? It's so weird to um like see the Phoenix not with like the X-Men. I forget exactly what he says. Yeah, to be on like the Avengers. You know, I sank my teeth into that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, that's that's your god queen. That's our god uh, queen and our and, and the holy ghost of our god queen right there. So but one thing and I'm I'm curious to to see your perspective on this. One of the things I really did not like about the Krakoa age thus far, what I have not liked about the Krakoa age thus far is that the X-Men don't really feel like the X-Men. And in that opening scene, what you just described, where Cyclops acknowledges that the Phoenix is on the Avenger side, and then Jean is looking down at a crowd of people, and Cyclops is like, you know, after all these changes, we're still fear and hate it. And Jean's like, it's not even just that anymore. Now it's jealousy. And that scene for me just flushed out, you know, that bridge between the X-Men we knew before and the X-Men now in the Krokoan age. And I was wild about that scene. The second I read that scene, I was like, okay. He gets the X-Men. I mean, he, he's always gotten the X-Men. I love his Generation yeah. Hope, and I love the Extinction team. But the X-Men haven't really felt like the X-Men in a while for me. And this scene in particular really bridged that for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, like, I, I respect that. Uh, I've, I've loved the X-Men in the Krakoan era because they felt, like, very strong and, like, assertive. But I also get why people are, like, just don't entirely feel... Like the X Men, these situations sort of reversed, where the mutants are like dominant and not being um, hunted all the time. But I agree, this felt very much like classic, like Gene and Scott, and sort of just like classic, like X Men um, banter. 
Um, right. And it's fucked yeah. up to even say that, like, it, it would be fucked up to say something like, oh, my God, I don't like the Krakoan age and stuff like that. Because I think despite any personal feelings I have for the approach on the books, I think the Krakoan age has put the X-Men back on the map. And yeah. it, there's no doubt that if you're reading comic books right now, you're aware of what's happening with the X-Men, even if you're not reading along. And it's probably the premier comic book property for Marvel right now. That yes. and like Spider-Man, I feel are two very solid properties on the comic book front. Spider, I mean, Spider-Man's like, like Batman. Uh, uh, spider books will always sell regardless of the quality. Uh, the Avengers books right now are rough. Like, oh yeah, they are. The well, writing is rough. <laughs> yeah, well, even this fucking issue it ends with the Celestial in you know Avengers Mountain being resurrected or potentially being resurrected. And I was yeah. looking at a map for it. I forgot what it's named, Progenor or whatever the fuck this Celestial head is. And it's like they have a hot tub in it. Like the lung yeah. is like the intergalactic library. I'm like, this is bullshit. This is this is writing down to an audience. Like you I, I am led to believe that Tony Stark and T'Challa are roommates in this dead celestial's head. Like, thank you, Nex. I I think the Avengers books over the past couple of years have really suffered um a lot because of the MCU and attempts to like synergize stuff with the MCU and like some of the characterizations have been off and uh, you know, people have issues with Jason Aaron's um, run on the Avengers for better or worse, a lot of issues with like writing and stuff. And you're right that the X-Men have, despite not having like any presence in a lot of other Marvel media are kind of premier books right now right. like there there's no doubt right now that everyone is have has their eyes on the xbox whether you like it yeah. or not you know and jason aaron is, it's so curious because jason aaron wrote wolverine years ago and he has this one scene where you know wolverine i'm forgetting the plot but wolverine's like in the pits of hell and nightcrawler's ghost sort of guides him and he encounters a, a gene you know in his mind or is it the real gene but she's in her white phoenix and you know, they both kind of save Wolverine in that storyline. And there's this beautiful moment where Cyclops thinks he has to take out Wolverine because in the real world, he's like being a savage. But then he screams out Gene and Cyclops is like, I'm not going to do it. He said Gene. You know what I mean? And I thought that yeah. writing was perfect. I thought I was like, oh, wow, Jason Aaron gets it. He gets it all. But then Wolverine and the X-Men never made sense to me. I was not a Wolverine and the X-Men stand. I mean, Fucking Paige is the lunch lady and Toad is a janitor and they're hooking yeah. up. Just did not sing to me. And then AVX was a disaster. I'm, I'm forgetting what parts of AVX he wrote, but overall, I was just like, no, I just wasn't the savior that I thought he was going to be. And was he part of that Marvel's architect like launch back in like the mid 2000s with like Matt Fraction? I forget, but I, I think he, I think he was. He was yeah i always picture matt fraction in his sweater because i thought he looked adorable there and i hated his uncanny run but his hawkeye is great like oh, hawkeye his hawkeye is brilliant um, all the stuff that i have read from from matt fraction with the exception of his x-men have been flawless his, his iron fist is um excellent uh, yeah I'm sure he can write like really stiff prose but it just didn't come across in the x-men 
Yeah, I think Jason Aaron, I'm looking at the, I don't know what Jason, who, oh yeah, Jason Aaron is definitely here in the Marvel Architects. Yeah, and that fraction looks adorable with his like button down and sweat. Oh, a Hickman's here too. Same with Bendis. Okay. All the hits. All the hits Bendis. right there. But um, yeah. yeah, like he he introduced what um, like oh, the no, Phoenix. Oh no, that's not Matt Fraction. That's Brubaker. <laughs> oh, it's you, that Brubaker. <laughs> you, you, you don't even know who you're thirsting over. Um, <laughs> I'm like in love with Ed Brubaker. Wait, no, it's not. No, it is Matt Fraction. It's either no, no, that is Matt Fraction. I don't know if that's uh, Jason Aaron or Ed Brubaker. That's what I'm confused on. Anyways, continue. I'm done talking. Get, your, get your shit together. I um, can't. I'm sorry. She, she's messy. Um, no, <laughs> like, like stuff like like the Phoenix is pot is like Thor's mother now, and just like yeah, no one likes that. Nobody likes that. So you know, Gene Gene now I guess has memories of having had sex with Odin. Um, so you think about that. Well, is it okay? Listen, this is going to be a sub debate and it could be its own episode because I've thought about that because everyone's like, oh, Gene is Thor's mother. It's like, well, the Phoenix Force is Gene is Thor's mother. Now you can argue because it has been established that Gene is a Phoenix and the Phoenix is Gene. Absolutely. Yes. You can absolutely argue that point. But as of right now in the Krakoan age, there's no evidence to support that. I'm okay with it. I would love it if Gene's like, hey, Thor, I'm your mother. Ha ha ha. That's great. Add him to the Summer's Gray family dynamic there. 100% here for it. But they have fucked the Phoenix so much because someone like Jason Aaron just doesn't understand it at all. Maybe now we're going to get that retcon, the retcon to the retcon to the retcon. But I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if they, they get in the throwdown with the Avengers, Gene can just be like, hey, Thor, like... I fucked your dad and then just boom, shut it down. Um, but no, like I, 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 yeah, this, this event feels like trying to tie in these two properties that are, you know, doing Not their own tieable. thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> tie, tying them in. Um, you know, I've Kieran Gillen's Eternals run is, uh, very well received. Um, it's fairly self-contained though. And yeah, I'm, I'm he's not a solid writer. He's a he's, solid he's writer. A, he's a great writer. Um, well, again, generation hope he did young Avengers volume two, I believe, yes. you know, that, that was, With, like, that Mobar was great. And, yeah. 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 And America Chavez, like that was a great Ryan kid. Loki. Um, great run. Gen his generation hope. I love very much. He understands the hope character quite a bit. And I appreciate that. But again, like, it's not an issue of his writing. It's just like the event itself just feels forced. I think forced is where I'm going to land. With yeah. it. Um, and, you know, you can already see it's going to go in the direction of people are going to team up to stop uh, Uranus and Droog. And... Well, let me so, ask you a question. If they yeah. really want to make the Eternals a thing, right? Marvel is like, we need to push the Eternals, make sure there's a comic book crossover. Why not just have it with the Avengers? It just feels so like forced again with the X-Men. Why that? I mean, it's almost like this is like where I'm saying that like any time a, a, a property is coming into fruition and they Marvel wants to give it more success in the books, they team them, team them up with the X-Men, regardless of where the X-Men are at and what yeah. the mandate is concerning the movie rights. So 
that's the one thing that I just like, I wish it just, I, I don't even think the, the Eternals with the exception of that crossover, they did a couple years ago. The Eternals have never played a role with the X-Men and I don't know why all of a sudden it has to be a thing. And not only just a thing, it has to be a major thing. It's not like a one shot or something like that. Well, I mean, there's there's been the the idea for years that the mutants are deviants in some form. And like okay. I, I don't that I know idea. that's from like the I want to say 80s, mm-hmm. but they never really did anything with it and obviously there's like celestial ties with like apocalypse and stuff but yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty tenuous like the eternals tie in much more with the avengers down to right. you know down down to eternals like cersei or um star fox thanos's brother who's very problematic but that's another episode uh tying in to the avengers and that's like a much more natural tie-in to me than the x-men and this just feels like a marketing thing yeah agreed agreed so what do you give what do you, what do you give the issue give it a letter grade um i mean it's not like a bad issue i feel like a lot of my issues are issues are with like the broader sort of meta idea of it you know sort of a forced tie-in um Mm -hmm. i would give the issue in like isolation like a b because the art the art is beautiful um super dynamic the issue moves along pretty smoothly uh there are some great moments in it um but yeah my my issues are more with like the broader conceptual thing. Okay. Well, there you go. Anything else you want to say? You got me hooked on like the Marvel Legends stuff. I just bought another one today. Um so... if you want any Marvel Legends, I keep forgetting to like cancel my pre-orders that I I pre-order everywhere, so I end up with all these extra legends oh, right man. here. I have two Vulcans, a Havoc, a Maggot, a Sabretooth, a VHS Wolverine, and Jubilee. And I'm like, I can sell them on eBay or I can give them away. I don't know what to do. Either way, I am I am stacked here with Legends. That is a problem. I ordered some like Venom gooey people stuff. So We're going to be at FlameCon. Yes. We're going to be at FlameCon. We're going to be hitting up people there in some capacity. And then we're also doing a happy hour with Homo Superior podcast. Friends of the podcast. Great people. They've never been on the show, but we talk to them all the time. And they're great. So come check us out there. Yeah, it's end of August. Biggest LGBT Comic-Con in the world. I will be North Star one day and uh something else the other day so find us <laughs> find us and come to our happy hour more deeds to be posted yes well thanks sugar the age of apocalypse is now over and we'll see you next time the age of apocalypse is over for now <laughs> <laughs>